Good morning, everybody. <clears throat> Excuse me. Welcome to another edition of Wisdom Awakening. I'm your host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. Great to be with you again this morning. Uh, you know, I have a ritual in the morning when I get up. Basically, um, the, among the first things <clears throat> I do is, of course, <clears throat> talking to the Lord, number one, and then checking with uh, the news to see what's going on. Um, and I usually have the news on in the background, Fox News or Newsmax. Uh, but I'm also scouring the Internet to see, you know, what's what's happened since the last time I really checked. Believe it or not, I'm not looking at the news 24-7 because, you know, everybody needs a break from all that mess that's going on. Uh, of course, I woke up this morning to see that um, Fox News was covering some, uh, what is it, platinum jubilee for the queen. Uh, I, and folks, I'll just be very honest. I have no interest in that whatsoever. Now, I don't have anything against British royalty. I don't have anything against the British. Um... But I just think this whole charade is, a, is just a lot of anachronistic nonsense. I have no interest in Meghan Markle or whatever the, her husband's name is. Which, which, what is his name? I don't even know. I mean, I don't care. I'm not interested. I, if, I, if, if it comes up in my feed, I mark this not interested. <laughs> you know, so it, does, it doesn't come up anymore. I, it just, it just, they're just human beings. All this bowing and genuflecting and all this ritual. Ugh. I'm an American, you know, I, we, we rejected the idea of royalty, and I like that, that <laughs> we, don't, we don't need royalty. We bow down to Almighty God. We don't bow down to other human beings. And, you know, from time to time, I get the suggestion on my radio program, and when I'm traveling, I wish you'd run for president. I would, I would vote for you. I would support you, which is nice to know. I'd, I'd probably have a handful of votes for president. Um, but I'll tell you one thing. If I were president, the word would go out. I don't bow to any Saudi prince. I don't bow to any British royalty. I don't genuflect. I don't do any of that. I'm an American. I represent the American people. We bow to almighty God. That's it. That's all. <laughs> so, but, you know, and, and for, for the ladies who find all that stuff romantic, God bless you. I'm not mad at you for it. Just you, you enjoy it, but it's not for me. I'm not interested at all. Um, so there was that. Uh, the other thing I didn't mention yesterday, so I'll mention it today. Uh, June has really become an abomination because it's been appropriated by the SPCG movement, the sexual perversion, child grooming movement. Um, and I'll tell you something, I am glad for all of those of you who work out of your home and don't have to go to an office, because most of these corporate offices this month, you'll see all these stupid rainbow flags and, you know, they don't want to fly the American flag half the time, but, but oh, the rainbow flag, oh yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, this, this stuff is, is ridiculous. June should be a time when we think about weddings between one man and one woman. Think about the summer coming in, think about vacation months coming up, and not have the whole landscape decorated with all this abomination, because that's all that mess is. It's an abomination. And, and folks, understand something when I say that. I'm, I'm speaking as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Bible calls homosexuality an abomination, a particularly detestable sin in the sight of God. It numbers it and likens it with bestiality. 
Uh, it is it is it is an egregious sin, as I've said before, because it is not only a moral sin. It is a, it is a sin against God's moral order. It's a sin against God's natural order. You know, all sins are wrong. And so people say, yeah, but, you know, all sins. Yeah, but but all sins are not the same and all sins are not of equal gravity. Now, who are we kidding? You know, people like to say that. Well, you know, all sin, you don't focus on this sin or that sin. All sins are not of equal gravity. In fact, Jesus told Pilate, you all remember this? When Pilate asked him, was he a king? Um, and Jesus said to Pilate, do you say this of yourself or have you heard this from others? Something to that effect. I'm paraphrasing, but something to that effect. And um, I think Pilate may have said to him something like, am I a Jew? In that conversation, Jesus says to him, he that delivered me to you has the greater sin. So in other words, Jesus said to Pilate, I wasn't even planning to talk about this, but, but Jesus says to Pilate, yeah, what you're doing is sin, but the sin of betraying me into your hands is a greater sin. So, so please, these people say, well, all sin is the same. That's not what Jesus taught. He made clear that the sin of Judas was greater than the sin of Pilate, even though both had sinned. And so the sin of homosexuality is greater than the sin of fornication because the sin of fornication or even adultery, while egregious, terrible sins, don't get me wrong, they are sins and they are wrong. And people who don't repent and surrender their lives to Jesus Christ and become washed in his blood are going to answer to God for those sins. However, those are not sins against God's natural order. They are sins against God's moral order because the natural order provided, God provided that men would be sexually attracted to women and women would be sexually attracted to men. And the process of sexual intimacy and consummation would produce children. That is God's natural order. So when a man becomes attracted to a woman or a woman becomes attracted to a man, there is nothing unnatural about that. Now, it may be wrong if they are married to someone else and now they are consorting with another individual outside that marriage. Then that is wrong. That is adultery. But when two men engage in sexual intimacy, when two women engage in sexual intimacy, it is a double sin because it is a sin against God's moral order who says sex is only for marriage and you cannot have a marriage in God's order between a woman and a woman or between a man and a man. There's no such thing in God's order. And you can make up whatever people can make up whatever they want, but there's no such thing in God's order. So therefore, all homosexuality is fornication. Number one, it is sin outside marriage because two men can't be married. Two women can't be married. Oh, but the Supreme Court says, yeah, well, they're not God. In fact, as far as I'm concerned, that, that decision is, is, is not only an abomination to the sight of God, it's not constitutional. It's, it's against the Constitution. There's no constitutional right to, to marriage between two men or two women. That's nonsense.
However, to, to, to finish this point, they are sinning morally against God, but they are also sinning against God's natural order because he didn't make, he, God did not provide for two men to, be, to come together sexually or two women to come together sexually. The sexual bond is between one man and one woman in the bonds of holy matrimony. That's it. That's all. And all this celebration of this mess all across the country is all people shaking their fists in God's face. We don't care what you think. We don't care what you say. We are our own people. We will decide our own morality and we will go our own way and we will do our own thing. You know, Isaiah, Isaiah 119 said, unless God had left to us a very small remnant, we would have been a Sodom. We would have been made like Gomorrah. Well, you and I, we Christians, Orthodox Jews, um, we are that, that remnant that is holding fast to God's moral order. And I know Christians don't live this out perfectly. I know that. Of course, the standard is perfect. The people are not. But the standard doesn't change because the people aren't perfect. And what this homosexual movement is trying to do is change the standards. Say, what we're doing is right. It's good. It's right. We want everybody to celebrate it. And it's just an abomination and just rank rebellion against Almighty God. And so I, that's why I was disgusted last year. And I hope she won't do it this year. When Ronna McDaniel, chairman of the Republican National Committee, sent out congratulations for Gay Pride Month. Somebody needs to dope slap her. I don't mean physically, folks, metaphorically. And said, what are you doing? You got parents all over the country fighting this insidious mess in the schools because they're trying to push this sexual mess on their young children and you're celebrating. Those are the people you're celebrating are the same people trying to push this mess on young children in elementary schools and kindergarten. Republican Party, she needs to go. Yeah, that's right. She needs, Ronna McDaniel needs to go. We need to get somebody in there who adheres to Republican platform principles. The Republican platform affirms the biblical, or I think it refers to the traditional family and traditional marriage. One man, one woman, that's it. By the way, folks, you know, I, I, I support I support a constitutional amendment. In fact, I support a couple of constitutional amendments. One, I support a constitutional amendment to define marriage as a union between one man and one woman. And I support a constitutional, federal constitutional amendment to uh, define life and personhood as beginning at conception. Now, this Supreme Court decision, if they overturn Roe v. Wade, that is not going to outlaw abortion, but a constitutional amendment such as that would. Now, the likelihood of having those constitutional amendments passed is probably fairly slim. I think we, the moment when we could have had a national constitutional amendment, a federal constitutional amendment, was 10 years ago when we passed all those state amendments. I think we could have done it then, but unfortunately, strategists hadn't thought through it and didn't realize the Supreme Court could overthrow state constitutional principles like and, and state constitutional um, uh, ideas um, 
statutes, provisions like that. And they did. A sweep of the pen, all gone. And this, this cultural abomination introduced by the Supreme Court. I, I, I will forever hold the Supreme Court responsible for acting like philosopher kings when they make vast changes in the culture instead of letting the people decide these issues. Who do they think they are? They're not God. In fact, just had a case come down today where two of our conservative justices, uh, Barrett and Kavanaugh, blocked the uh, implementation of a new Texas law that allows Texas citizens to have recourse in the courts against big tech when they censor them. There's got to be some kind of recourse. Well, they blocked that. It's a temporary block. They sent it back to the appeals court for, for reconsideration because appeal, the appeals court did not uh, allow the, uh, forgive me, I, I may not have that correct, but, but so I won't get into that because I don't want to give you bad information except to say that the Supreme Court affirmed blocking that law with conservatives voting with the liberals. Sotomayor, by the way, dissented, that's the first time I've ever heard that, this dissented from the liberals. So it was a 5-4 vote rather than a 6-3 vote. But of course, Thomas and Alito, and in this case, Gorsuch, all voted the right way on this because that, that, that is a no-brainer. These are pseudo-governmental institutions. They provide such a, a vast amount of the freedom of speech opportunities available in our country today that they simply cannot be seen as mere private businesses. They've got to be looked at differently. They are shielded uh, by this law that protects them from liability by treating them as platforms, as neutral platforms. They are not neutral platforms. They censor every single day. I was kicked off of Twitter now, I think in April, I think it was three years. Three years ago. They kicked me off. They claimed I could appeal it, but the appeal went nowhere. I did appeal it, but you know, if I'd had the right to sue, I don't know. They probably wouldn't have, but I would like I would like that option because I had thousands of followers, and I just you know that just just lost that. That's part of that's part of my whole ministry model, but that was taken away from me by these, these leftist communist censors who think that they're, they're the superior beings of the, of the universe and that they know best what everybody else should hear. And when you got these mullahs and these dictators and these terrorists posting stuff all the time and somebody like me, a Christian, posting a Christian perspective on, oh, no, no, no that's, that's dangerous. We can't, we can't let people hear that. The devil is a liar. Oh my goodness gracious, I'm, I'm, I'm using up my time here. One other thing that I, I have to mention in regard to this abomination of this so-called pride month. You know, I, you know what I always say too? They claim they're born that way, right? Well, that's a lie too, that's not true. That is simply not true. I, I don't know, I, no, I don't think anybody understands what the cause is, but I think the same way 
that people have certain proclivities in life that are produced by a variety of factors, maybe their predispositions, but, but their environment as well. See, a lot of these homosexuals were molested as children, and they were introduced to sexuality in a perverse way, and that kind of marked their psyche. That's, that's a lot of it. That's a very, very large portion of it. Nowadays, you've got kids being raised in homosexual households to believe that homosexuality is a viable option, and they just do it because it's what they've been raised to do, which is another abomination, which is why homosexuals should not be allowed to adopt children. That's, uh, that you, you, might as well, you might as well allow children to be adopted into a brothel. I know that may sound harsh, but they're both immoral. Um, the Marine Corps is celebrating this mess. Um, the Marine Corps um, has put out a statement honoring the contributions of its LGBTQ members. And they posted a Marine Corps helmet with rainbow bullets. I mean, I'll tell you, my Marine Corps caught up in that abomination. You know, I've said before, folks, and I'll say it again. The first time I said this, people really, the mainstream media picked up on it. I don't know whether I was running for office at the time, but they picked up on it and went, and went berserk. You cannot have an effective fighting force that is infected with this homosexual transgender abomination. You can't, it won't work. The blessing of God won't be on that and the morale will not be there because this stuff is counter to good morale in the military because it's a bunch of confusion. Now, if you're a Christian and you're in the military right now and you, what, what, what are they doing with, what, 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 what are they doing for the month of June? Having Marines put on drag clothes to feel better about I, who, who knows? Who knows what these sick souls are doing? What's that got to do with being the, the finest fighting force on the face of the earth? Nothing. It's just a whole bunch of sick mess introduced to satisfy other people's sick passions and, and desires. That's all. And to make them feel better about themselves. It's not to, it's not to enhance the readiness of our military. In fact, it detracts from it. At any rate, that, uh, you know what, I'm going to leave that there because I had somebody tell me one time, they went to work uh, one day at a, company, a big company. They had no idea what they were walking into, and they didn't realize what it was. They walked in, it was rainbow flags flying everywhere, and they were giving out pink triangles. And What in the world? I turned around and took a sick day. I said, oh, you know, I'm not really not feeling well, and went home. In other words, they, they, this, this was a Christian. Just push this stuff in Christians' faces. You go to work uh, around Resurrection, Easter, 
you start talking to people about Jesus or giving out Bibles or, or say, can I display the Christian flag in my office or on my cube? Oh, no, 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 no. That's a, you're, you're, you're offending people. Don't, you can't do that. But you can fly this filthy abomination of a, of a rainbow flag that appropriates the rainbow that God gave us to signify that he would never destroy the earth by water again. And so it's a symbol from God to us. And then you take it and use it as a symbol of sexual perversion. It's disgusting. It really is. It's disgusting. And you know what? I may or may not ever run for office again. I don't absolutely rule it out. I feel like I still got maybe one campaign in me. But we'll see what the Lord has in store. I'm not defined by running for seeking office. I'm defined by my relationship with Jesus Christ. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not going to decide. I'm not going to die unfulfilled if I don't run for this or get elected to that. I mean, that's just not the way I think never did. That's why I was able to get over my campaigns pretty readily um, and, and, and in good spirits because that didn't define my life. Of course, that's you don't want to you run to win. And of course you want to win, but you know, I wasn't crushed and broken and off in a corner in a fetal position. What am I going to do now? No, (laughs) no, because, because that's not really my life. That's just one thing that I did with my life. But if I were to run again, all the stuff that I'm saying to you, oh my goodness gracious, they would, they would put that in a loop and just play it, play it, play it. I realize that public officials, okay, have a responsibility to always conduct themselves in a way that suggests equality before the law for all of our people. And I believe that. You know, you all have heard me say, if I walked out of my studio and saw somebody beating up a person because they were in drag or because they were a transgender or because they were a homosexual or, or whatever, I would jump to that person's defense because I don't want people hurt. I don't want people beat up. I don't want people bullied. I don't want people persecuted. I don't, I don't want people harmed. But I also don't want homosexuality shoved in my face and shoved in the face of my children, my grandchildren, and all of that because somebody thinks that we're morally inferior because we don't go along with their program because we happen to believe that the Bible is true. I'm not, I'm not putting up with that either. And you know what? I think most Americans agree with me. I think most Americans would say, live and let live. I don't want to hurt anybody. I'm not interested in persecuting anybody. But leave me alone. And don't try to push this in my schools and don't try to push this on me and don't throw this up in my face every time you get a chance. You want to live your life that way? Fine, live your life that way. I'm not going to try to stop you. I'd love to persuade you not to because that's, you need to repent and believe the gospel and be delivered from all that demonic mess. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to harm you because, oh, I don't like homosexuals. I'm out to get them. I, mean, I just don't think that way. And, no, and most Christians do not. I'd say no Christian does. But leave us alone. Stop trying to change our culture. Stop trying to change our laws. Stop trying to change everything to suit you. I mean, you got all this stuff being taught in schools. And, and the data tells us 
that 1%, about 1% are homosexual in this country, about 1%. I don't know what the percentage is transgender because they keep brainwashing children. They're going to get the percentages up, which is what they want. want to brainwash children into believing, oh, I was born a girl, but I'm really a boy on the inside. But in reality, it's about 1%, maybe less. And you want to alter the whole culture, affect the entire 99% rest of us because 1% has got a burr in their saddle over something? I mean, it's ridiculous. But here again, it shows the outside influence of Satan. That's what it really does. The Bible says the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. That's really what it shows, that people would rather go against God than go with God, that going against God feels better to them because their foolish hearts are darkened. They have reprobate minds, and that seems right to them, and what I'm saying seems wrong to them because they're so righteous and good, and they are compassionate and caring, and I'm so wicked and bigoted and hateful, and, and, you know, and so on. Well, I'm standing with Jesus. And I don't care what they say about me. And I wish, here again, leave my Marine Corps alone. Why has the Marine Corps got to be brought into this craziness? What, what is wrong with these people? But, you know, the left doesn't care. They, they are interested in building a socialist nation, and they want the homosexuals. They want any black folks they can hoodwink and brainwash and indoctrinate into believing that somehow they're going to be better off on, under some kind of socialist system where we're going to redistribute the wealth and we're going to take care of everybody and it's, all, it's going to be a utopia. Yeah, you better check history before you jump into that foolishness. Because what history shows is that in reality, what they're going to do is make everybody equally miserable except the elites who run such a system and they're going to kill anybody who gets in the way because that's what they've always done. There's going to be mass starvation because they don't know how to manage an economy and they think they're smart enough to manage a complex economy uh, like, um, like the American economy, 330 million people. They think they're smart enough to manage that and all they do is create misery and heartache and starvation and death. That's what has always happened. And they use race. In fact, I got an article coming out about this, how they use race as a tool of manipulation and a tool to undermine the fundamental moral values of our country. Uh, That's why the homosexual community likens itself to being black, because they're basically exploiting race in order to analogize themselves as oppressed people based on immutable outward characteristics. Well, they don't have immutable outward characteristics and they don't have immutable inward characteristics either because there have been people who were homosexual, who renounced their lifestyle, lived satisfying lives as heterosexuals and say, I, that was demonic and it was wrong and God delivered me from it and now I am a normal human being with normal sexual desires. And those people are also hated by the homosexual activists. So it's not immutable. But this, my skin color, that's immutable. That's not going to change. And it says nothing about my behavior. It says nothing about my character. It just, all it says at best is that my ancestry includes people from Africa. That's really as much as it says. Doesn't say anything else. And it doesn't even say everything about my whole ancestry because my ancestry doesn't only come from Africa. 
but you can conclude from the darkness of my skin. Some of my ancestry comes from Africa. Beyond that, you can't go. Doesn't tell you whether I steal or don't steal, whether I lie or don't lie. Doesn't tell you whether I have, an integri have integrity or don't have integrity. Doesn't tell you whether I'm competent at my job or not competent at my job. Doesn't tell you whether I'm somebody you can rely on, somebody you can't rely on. Whether it doesn't tell you whether I keep my word or not keep my word. It doesn't tell you anything about the most important qualities of who I am. It's just an immutable outward physical characteristic. Homosexuality is different because it is not an outward immutable characteristic. It is a behavior. It is sexual behavior. And every time somebody wants us to celebrate homosexuality, they're saying, I want you to celebrate that I want to have sex with people of the same gender as me. That's all they're saying. Well, why would I celebrate that? I don't want to celebrate heterosexuals and people who want to have sex with someone of the opposite gender. I don't celebrate that. Why well, don't I want to celebrate people who want to have sex with somebody of the same gender? I mean, it's preposterous. But it's this victim mentality that they've got that justifies, oh, you have to do this because after all, they're oppressed. Oh, please. Every time they do studies, the data shows homosexual Income, the income of homosexuals is higher than income for the average American. How can, how oppressed can you be? No, but they, that's not, they, it's not, they're not trying to, to, to get over personal oppression. They're, they're trying to change the culture and change the country. That's what they're doing. It's just about their personal behavior. They're going about their lives. And, and they find out, who, who cares? Nobody cares what you do in your private life. That's your business. But oh, no, no, that's not what they want. They want the culture and the country transformed after their image of what it should be. And we're not going for it. As long as there's breath in my body, I will be saying, homosexuality is wrong, 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 wrong. And it's not wrong because Bishop Jackson says it's wrong. It's wrong because God says it's wrong. It's wrong because the Bible says it's wrong. It's wrong because the Bible condemns it as an abomination for, to, before God. And it's wrong because the Bible says they that practice such things shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. You cannot be saved as a practicing homosexual. You cannot be saved. The Bible says so. Oh, well, Bishop, now wait a minute. I thought grace was available to everybody. It is. It's available to everybody on the basis of repentance. God loves you just as you are, but he won't accept you as you are. You know, people think that, oh, God will accept you just as you are. No, he won't. He will not. He will not accept you just as you are. He loves you just as you are, but he will not accept you just as you are. You cannot enter his kingdom just as you are. You got to be changed. By grace are you saved through faith, that not of ourselves. It is the gift of God, lest anyone should boast. You've got to surrender yourself and say, Lord, fix me. Fix me. I'm not right. Fix me. That old song, have your own way, Lord, have your own way. You are the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me after your will. While I am here, Lord, wounded and still. You can come to him just as you are, acknowledging that just as you are is not good enough, and he won't leave you as you are. He will change you.
But if you got a person talking about, I'm, I'm proud, some, some homosexual, I'm proud to be a homosexual. I'm proud of the way I live. I'm, you can't be saved. You're lost. You cannot be saved. Because in God's sight, this is like the liar saying, I'm proud to be a liar, but, but you know, God saved me anyway. No, no, that you're lying there. That's a lie. I'm proud to be a, a fornicator. I'm proud to be an adulterer. I'm proud to be a thief. Well, you, you're lost. Because when you, when you become saved, when you begin to move toward God, you realize your life must be conformed to his will and that you don't have anything to be proud about in your sin. You have everything to be repentant about in your sin. You know, one of the, and I'm, I'm going to end here, but one of the, one of the revelations that God gave me when I first got saved, this never left me. I could, and I can hear myself saying it when, when I came to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Oh God, I was so wrong and you are so right. Oh God, I was so wrong and you are so right. And frankly, I was wrong about just about everything. And God is definitely right about everything. Well, God bless each and every one of you. I didn't intend to spend all that time on this, but this, it, this is a big topic. It's an important subject. And it's important that we not succumb to the cultural pressure to go along with this stuff. It's important that we stand apart and say, no, I, I'm, I am not going along with that. I am not agreeing with that. I simply won't do it. I'm a Christian first. And we've got a bunch of Christians who've compromised because of their, their living. We've got a bunch of Christians in the media who've compromised on this issue because they don't want to lose their jobs. And they know that the, that the homosexual mafia will get rid of them. They'll kick them out. They've, they've, got a lot of, they've got a lot of power because like I said, the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one and Satan is the one who's running the world, not God. Yeah, did you get that? Yeah, Satan is running the world, not God. God's going to take it. He's going to take it back. But the prince of the power of the air, the ruler of the darkness of this world, he's the one who's in charge. He's the one who's running all this stuff unless you've got a, a, a Christian institution run by Christians who are, who are putting God first and say, no, no, this, this belongs to God and I'm not running it according to Satan's edicts, which is the way Stan runs and the way my organization runs and the way my network runs. We don't, we don't, we don't adhere to what Satan wants. We adhere to what God wants. And part of the reason why I'm, I'm bold and forthright in what I have to say is to try to help other Christians come out of the closet, if you will, and feel some cover to speak boldly. As opposed to hiding in a corner because they're afraid of what somebody might say about them or do to them if they people really knew that they held a Christian worldview, a biblical worldview. Well, that's going to do it, folks. I love you. I'm praying for you. Pray for me. Uh, I will be in, 
Greenville, North Carolina at a pastor's conference on Monday uh, for lunch. If you are in the area, I hope you will join me. Um, I will be at Lake Bowen Baptist Church, 404 Sugar Ridge Road. Uh, this is a pastor gathering. So if you are a pastor, come on out. And if you're there and you came because you heard me on the radio or on my podcast talking about it, make sure you come up and say hello. In the meantime, stand up, step up, speak up, and refuse to back up. Because we cannot be defeated if we will not quit. Because we are on God's side.